Good morning, everyone. My name is Michael. I'm the pastor here at Chapel Hill. And we've come to our final talk in our Meals with Jesus series. And today we're going to look at the most important meal that Jesus had with his disciples. A meal that Christians over history till this very day have continued to remember and celebrate in. A meal that we are going to remember and celebrate today. Uh, This is a meal known as the Lord's Supper. And today's passage is going to explain the significance of the Lord's Supper. And so we read here in Luke chapter 22 that Jesus instructs his disciples to prepare for the Passover meal. The Passover meal is a Jewish ritual feast. And we find in the book of Exodus, in the Old Testament of the Bible, the first Passover, which was a meal that was eaten the night before the Israelites were redeemed and liberated by God from slavery in Egypt. Each Jewish family was told to kill a flawless lamb and dab its blood around their door. Then they roasted the lamb and ate it with unleavened bread. And that night the Lord hovered over the houses and the houses that had blood dabbed on the door were spared and he killed every firstborn in every Egyptian home so that Pharaoh would finally allow the Israelites to go free. The Passover lamb that rescued God's people from slavery, it also rescued them from death by dying in their place. The lamb was to be a substitute for them. And Jews observed the Passover to retell this story about their people's redemption from slavery in ancient Egypt. All the food in the Passover meal was symbolic of this story of redemption in Egypt. And through this meal, the Jews understand the nature of their God as the Redeemer, but also they understand their own identity as the redeemed, those redeemed by the sacrifice of a flawless lamb. The lamb was to be the ransom, the cost, the sacrifice to free Israel from slavery. You can say this was theology served up on the dining table. That's how they understood God and themselves as they partook in this Passover lamb. And we read at verse 15 that Jesus was eager to eat the Passover with his disciples before he suffered. In the same way that Israel ate the Passover meal on the night before God's judgment came onto Egypt and those with the mark of the sacrificial lamb were spared, Jesus also ate the Passover with his disciples on the night before he was executed on the cross. Because at the cross, Jesus was the Passover lamb. He was the flawless, righteous one who was sacrificed to pay the ransom for our sins and be spared of God's judgment if we have faith in him. And so Jesus says in verse 16, for I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. This is going to be Jesus' last meal until he dies on the cross where he will fulfill God's plan of salvation. And he reminds the disciples of this again, verse 17, after taking the cup, He gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you, for I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And so what we find 
in the Passover meal is that there is one prominent feature. And this prominent feature in the Passover meal is the four cups of wine. The four cups represents the four expressions of deliverance promised by God. And we find that in Exodus chapter 6, verses 6 to 7. We read these promises, I am the Lord, I will bring you out from the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. I will take you as my own people and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. And so the four cups of wine represents those four promises. The first cup is known as the Kiddush, I will bring you out. The second one is the Magid, I will free you. The third is the Burkhart, I will redeem you. And the fourth one is Hallel, I will take you. And so Jesus takes this first cup of wine to commence the Passover meal. Then what is expected in the order of the Passover is the breaking of bread, but Jesus he gives it new meaning. He says, verse 19, and he took bread, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Here Jesus links the broken bread to his offered and broken body on the cross. Here the bread represents his death. Next, Jesus takes the third cup which customarily occurs after the main meal. Verse 20, in the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, the third cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Jesus gives the cup of redemption new meaning. The cup symbolizes the new covenant, which is inaugurated in his blood, that is by his death. Jesus is saying, by the symbols of the bread and the wine, that he has come to bring a new exodus, a new redemption, a new covenant, or in other words, a new promise. The old promise was that God promised to redeem Israel from slavery of Pharaoh led by Moses. He, Jesus, is the new Moses who will fulfill God's promises to redeem his people, not from slavery from Pharaoh, but the slavery of sin and enslavement to Satan. And he will redeem his people from sin and Satan by his death on the cross. And so by the new covenant, we are not saved and redeemed by the blood of an animal sacrifice. We are now saved and redeemed by the blood of the very own Son of God. And is at the cross that Jesus drinks the fourth cup, the final cup of the Passover. And we read this in John chapter 19, verses 28 to 30. Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there on the cross. The people took a soaked a sponge in it and put a sponge on a stalk of hyssop plant and lifted it to Jesus' lips as his hands were nailed to the cross, as his feet was nailed to the cross. And Jesus received the drink and Jesus says, it is finished. And with that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. On the cross, Jesus drinks rotten and spoilt wine that has now become vinegar as the last cup of the Passover. 
And with his last breath, he says, it is finished. The new covenant is inaugurated now. The new way of salvation is consummated now, immediately after Jesus' death. Because immediately after Jesus' death, we read that the curtain in the temple is torn and separated in two. This curtain separated God and his holiness and separated from us and our sinfulness. But because of Jesus' sacrificial God, sacrifice, God can finally take us to be his people. God can finally accept us as his people because our sins are now forgiven and atoned for by Jesus' sacrifice. Because of Jesus' sacrificial death, we can be finally accepted, taken in. God's promise to bring us out of sin, to free us from Satan, to redeem us by God's mighty judgment on Jesus, God can take us in and God can be our God. And this is all fulfilled by Jesus dying in our place. And Jesus did this willingly and lovingly. Because the interesting detail in this passage that I found is in verse 15. Read this, he says, in verse 15, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Jesus knew and he spoke of the bread and the wine as symbolic of his death. Why on earth would he be eager, eagerly desiring to contemplate his own death? to talk openly about his gruesome death. I think he is eagerly desiring to partake in this Passover, to explain its new meaning because he has an eager desire for us to be redeemed to God in an unbreakable relationship of everlasting love, even if it meant death for him, even if it meant sacrificing himself for our redemption. I think that's why Jesus was so eagerly desiring to eat the Passover, even unto his death. Therefore, the Lord's Supper for us should be a meal that we also eagerly and earnestly desire to eat. The Lord's Supper embodies the cross event. And so when we partake in the Lord's Supper, it symbolizes our belief that God has brought us out of sin. God has freed us from Satan. God has redeemed us and God has taken us in to be his beloved children by the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. This is what it means to partake in the Lord's Supper. And as we partake in the Lord's Supper, receive it not as this cold ritual, but as a celebration with a heart eagerly desiring Jesus for what he did for us on the cross. And so we're going to share in the Lord's Supper with singing and praising. Because traditionally the fourth cup was drunk after songs of praise. The cup of Hallel means to sing praises. And traditionally they sung praises from Psalm 113 to 118 before they partook in the final and fourth cup. And so today we're going to share in the Lord's Supper after a song of praise about Jesus as our Lord and Saviour, about our God who would die for us. And so during the next song, come up to the table and take a piece of bread 
and a cup of juice and hold on to it till the end. The bread is gluten-free for all. And if you're not in a place where you can put your faith and trust in Jesus' death for you, we're just glad that you're here and you can just simply observe. But we hope that you will also eagerly desire to share in this meal with us one day. So please, uh, in your own time, come up to the table and grab a juice and piece of bread. We do this in obedience to Jesus, following his example and remembering his death. On the night that he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread, and after he had given thanks, he broke it, saying, this is my body, broken for you. Take this bread in remembrance of Jesus' death for you. In the same way, he took the cup, saying, this is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Take this cup with assurance of God's forgiveness of your sins. Please join me in prayer. Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you so much from the depths of our hearts that your son Jesus' greatest desire was to give himself up to be a sacrifice on the cross for our redemption, for our acceptance. We thank you so much that we no longer thirst, our, our souls no longer hunger, because Jesus took the cup of wrath on our behalf. And so, Father, as we commemorate the Lord's Supper, as we feed on this spiritual food, assuring us of your grace and love and your eager desire to be an everlasting relationship for us, fill our hearts with gladness. Fill our hearts with a desire to love Jesus. And Father, help us as we go and serve. Sustain us by your spirit so we may continue to fellowship with you and with one another and live forever to your glory in great joy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please grab a seat.